G'day guys, Mitch here. Now, before we crack into today's episode, a word of warning, because literally minutes before we hit record on this week's chat, we ran into some technical difficulties, which forced us to go a little bit old school, and it resulted in some less than desirable sound quality. Now, I'm not talking about right now. I'm doing this after the fact. I'm in a radio station using some studio broadcast quality microphones, and hopefully everything sounds really Really good. That's not the case for the rest of the episode, so we do apologize about that. Bear with us, and hopefully just sit back and enjoy the discussion around Moon Knight Episode 1. That's what we're here to talk about. If you want to share your thoughts, hit us up on the socials at Get Into Geek. Let us know what you thought about the pilot episode, where the show might go on over its six-episode run. We're coming at this as completely new viewers to the character. Maybe a lot of you are as well, so come on the journey with us. We'll be back next week. Better quality better sound so we'll get through episode one and we'll get into it right now before we kick things off you being brought into the not the fold but into this conversation now and live emma uh we have uh this is not a new show but it's a a rebranding of the show that we started you know last year and kind of didn't pause officially, but just sort of stopped doing until now. So we're rebranding it. We're giving it a new name. And uh, and you're going to find out after this opening music. Episode one of the, well, what was once referred to and known as Marvel TV here on Get Into Geek we got a new title, guys. Uh, my name is Mitch. Uh, joining me, Maddie Gibson. How are you? Yo. And Emma, we're uh, doing this in a video call. Maddie and I are the only ones that can actually see each other. Emma is hidden behind a computer with no webcam, so I don't know what kind of attention you're going to be giving to us here, but uh, you're here nonetheless. Welcome along. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, yeah, as we just teased before, we got a new title, and I feel like this... It might not appeal to you, but it might just be a nice reminder each and every week that we do this show because the brand new title, as anyone listening has already seen because they've clicked on the episode, of what was once Marvel TV will now be known as On Your Left, Marvel Talk, Get Into Geek. And of course... That's me applauding. You would know, Emma, uh, is a reference to the greatest Avenger. Iron Man. Uh, yeah, he never said on your left, did he? Uh, but uh, no, Captain no. America sure no. did. So, no, but if he said, anything, I am Iron Man. Well, he sure did. He sure did. He, he bookended his story with that, and that was lovely. Unfortunately, yeah. it was left uh, on the ideas table uh, when we came up with mm. the show for the greatest Avenger and That's simple right. quotes. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, the bottom, and then we and get almost to <laughs> almost one of the greatest MCU films it's from too. So it all just kind of That's it. you know, oh, yeah. it works. That's a big call. Oh, Winter Soldier, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. Winter Soldier, it's like top five. It used to be top three, but there's been some really, really good ones. It so used like, to be number one top for five. me. It's top I don't five. know where it sits now. I really, I haven't done a ranking in some time. This, look, this is the sort of stuff that we can do in this show because we're going to be talking about, uh, well, tonight here, this episode, we're talking about Moon Knight because we're talking about new MCU stuff. But we're going to be talking about all things Marvel, whatever comes up in the news, movies, TV, whatever goes on. So it might get to one week where we have to do our rankings and we can really break down this barrier that I feel is between us to maddie and and emma who you know just puts up this sort of guard of iron man's the best and it's like oh gross i get it you know just, you, you you know don't know how to break the ice it's fine just fight but... a good fight you know <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you know, uh, this is an argument that we could be had, but you know, we don't have to discuss this tonight because neither of those two guys are in the show that we're going to be talking about. We uh, we've been discussing during the week. We're looking for an opportunity to get this show back on the road. Uh, since we pressed pause on it, like I said, um, after episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, which we did episode wow. one and two, and then we did a podcast in episode three and four, and the new Captain America had just decapitated someone in the middle of a street, and we were like, oh my god, I can't wait to see what happens next episode we can't wait to get back and talk about it and uh since then there was another two episodes of that show there was a full season of loki a full season of what if a full season of hawkeye and we've had about three mcu films so and roughly a full calendar year yeah just just about um it's it's (laughs) it's pretty it's pretty awful and pretty awkward i mean i've i've had a baby since then well not me personally but my wife has had a baby since then and uh, that baby's nearly 10 months old uh all in the time i know right and uh she doesn't even fit that beautiful onesie that you gave her emma uh, i mean she did she might actually i I haven't tried for a a little while but uh, i put her in that really quick and maddie i'll bring you into the fold that was a uh it said my first shapes and it's like oh cute babies but it was the little shape symbols for playstation controls um so it was like the most subtle little geek thing that i could get in there and that's the sort of shit that i love and so emma nail hammer right on it so thank you side note look i've i've never actually played a playstation to my knowledge in my life but i still remember in high school like you know you'd be um like doing a sleepover at a friend's place and just be like middle of the night everyone be just about ready to pass out and one of us would always go it's a sony (laughs) (laughs) and everyone would just get the giggles Um, yeah. uh, you know, we don't, I mean, it's Captain America versus Iron Man. I don't want to get into the fight that is PlayStation versus Xbox. I feel like that's a little bit more toxic. I sit over here with my Game Boy and my Nintendo 64, so I'm fine. PC well, you know, Oh, there you go. <laughs> Maybe we should start a fight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. Like I said, we are here to talk about uh, some Moon Knight. It is the long-awaited sort of first uh, episode of Marvel TV of season, uh, I guess season two, but certainly 2022. And we left things off. Uh, Hawkeye, Maddie and I chatted about it at the end of last year. And uh, it felt like it was a long oh, time right. coming, this one. And then all of a sudden it's here and we're recording this uh, 24 hours before episode two drops. And it's probably a good one to start talking about because I feel like anything that we've spoken about before, uh, you know, and we go back to say Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, those characters we might not individually have been experts on, but we'd certainly been introduced to them before in the movies um, that had come before. And, uh, you know, Spider-Man, we took it from everyone knows Spider-Man. Hawkeye, same sort of deal. We got a new character and an old character. Whereas this is, I'm going to, I look towards uh, you, Maddie, no offense to Emma, but I look towards Maddie when I say, even you, I think might be pretty vague on the character of Moon Knight. Next to nothing, next to nothing. There you go. So it's kind of a really good place to start uh, from that sort of ground up where we're introduced to it. And for anyone that you know is listening to us, and we're not talking about getting the gig, but we're talking about it more so from this film television side of things. We're not coming at it in this particular character with his great sort of comic book knowledge. Um, so if that's what you're after, either sit here and laugh at us if that's what you've got or 
find someone else to listen to because we're looking at this from a, basing it off, I guess, what we've known about uh, from the franchise's past. So, um, yeah, well, I, I might even go to you first, Maddie, because, uh, you know, I would otherwise, if I don't know something about the Marvel characters, I would usually go towards you because you've got a great encyclopedic knowledge of, uh, well, certainly the X-Men characters, but a lot of other ones as well. Bring an X-Men shirt right now. Of course you are. Excellent. I'm being yeah. boring. I'm not wearing anything. And, and Emma is a black box to us at the moment without a video. So um, well, I got to be black. You, you, <laughs> this is where Emma goes, no, I'm wearing a Moon Knight shirt. Obviously, I love the Clearly, Hashtag um, Oscar yeah. Isaac. You know, yeah. She's dressed as Sailor Moon. She's really confused about the assignment. <laughs> you don't know can I, wear a, yeah, can, I wear a, can I wear a Stargate t-shirt then? Just something Egyptian, you know? Hashtag get in the gate. That's actually yeah. brilliant. Well, uh, yeah, Maddie. so what did you think? It was episode one. It's only a six-episode run, so uh, one episode in. The Goldfish Problem uh, is the title of episode one. What did you think of the uh, pilot episode, if we can call it that, of Moon Knights? It was pretty enjoyable. It felt, out of all the TV shows so far, it feels the most movie-like, like the most cinematic-y, like that whole sort of opening just felt, it felt like the opening of a movie. Um, the occasional questionable um, CGI here and there, which reminds you yeah. reminds you that it's a TV show, like those guys getting um, uh, getting hit by the by the falling logs and stuff. I was a little bit like, oh, okay. Um, Two dimensional truck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting. Like I really, the only stuff I know about Moon Knight is that he's he's a character with multiple personalities. I don't know how many, so I don't know if we've if it's just Stephen and Mark, I don't know if there's others involved. I don't know any of that kind of stuff. And I know that he's been likened a lot to Marvel's Batman. Like, he's just a guy that doesn't really have any superpowers or anything like that. He's just a guy in a suit who likes beating people up. Oh, and of, and of course, it is, you know, it's, it is tied into sort of ancient Egyptian mythology and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of hit all those beats for me where I'm kind of like, okay, I, I kind of get what's going on. Uh, it wasn't until the end credits, because I was like... I had it on good authority that F. Murray Abraham was in this goddamn thing, and I didn't see him anywhere. And then if I was like, "Oh, he was like the voice in his head," I'm like, "That does it did not sound like F. Murray Abraham at all. He was unrecognizable." So I'm really interested to see how that progresses. But yeah, and it was it was a very interesting take on Oscar Isaac. Like I've not seen him portray that kind of. He was like, he was like Mr. Bean meets Poe Dameron. Like when he's like talking to himself in the mirror at the end, it's like, oh wow, he's 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 got a lot more range than I ever sort of thought or gave him credit for. I was I was quite interested in the in the character that he's playing. Yeah, I, I de- definitely didn't feel Marvel in the sense of like what we've seen recently, um, especially like the Marvel TV shows that we've been getting um, are very obviously you know characters that you know they're obviously superheroes. So yeah, with this one, it was pretty refreshing i want to say to like just get all the different take of of what marvel can do kind of thing and like i yeah i literally know nothing of this character the first time i heard the name moon knight i think was you were talking about it and saying oh we need to watch this trailer i was like oh (laughs) i have no idea what this is i'm i'm kind of just going into this blind and hoping for the best kind of thing i guess yeah yeah, there's a few guys that I follow online and, and they're big sweaties into the Moon Knight character. So I knew a little bit more about him, maybe even than the first episode told me, but I know that also that they've changed certain things, like that the uh, Steven character in the source material, he's not this bumbling idiot, you know, sort of, you know, battler. He's he's a rich guy that actually funds 
uh, Mark Spector um, and, and, and his doings as a mercenary. So I think, you know, the, the belief that I've read about this character from those that do know him a little bit more is that while he is kind of loosely referred to as a, if not the, you know, Marvel version of Batman, it's like, well, this is an easier way to get away from it, even though they're two very separate personalities to have this rich guy personality funding the vigilante side of a character, it would seem a little bit too much like Batman, kind of like Iron Man, I guess, mm. in the first in the first film, like that they made Jarvis this artificial intelligence, whereas they said, you know, and certainly a lot of comics back in the day and of his genesis, Jarvis was lucky what he was in the Agent Carter series. He was a butler. He was a man. And they're like, mm, okay, this butler who serves as a helper to this billionaire um, superhero uh, playboy uh, that's going to make Iron Man seem a lot more like Batman. We need to separate it. So uh, I think for the show, just going into it like we have, I kind of like that. And like you said, Maddie, um, it showed a very different side of Oscar Isaac. I really like Oscar Isaac. I don't pretend like I've seen enough of his back catalog to truly appreciate everything he's done, but of the very different things that I have seen. Um, for me, I guess when I first saw him as Poe Dameron in that first, um, oh, first Star Wars, first of his Star Wars, I was like, oh, he can be this sort of, you know, cool Han Solo of the new, right? And uh, yeah. and he can play that, whereas he was a lot more serious than a lot of the other stuff that I'd seen him in. I think I'd only just watched Ex Machina like a couple of months before I saw Force Awakens. So the two Such sides of... It is. It's an amazing film, and he's so good in it. So to see him play this bumbling, like you joked before, you know, Mr. Bean putting on this English accent, uh, which I didn't think was too bad for the type of English accent that he's going for in that type of character. I've read some sort of mm. criticism online that maybe he shouldn't try it. I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, but then to, at the end, be a little bit more of that stronger, tougher side of Oscar Isaac that we've seen, yeah, I kind of, I kind of dug it. But I don't know. It's just a... I was just re-watching some of it before we started recording, and just, I don't know, the way that it's shot, Emma sort of hit it well before, that it looks so different than, I think, every other TV show they've done. Like, of course, Loki looks different, and WandaVision by design, but just the mm. way they shoot, and and the what's in the foreground, the background, what they keep in focus, out of it, and the way that the camera moved, a bit more of it on a steady cam, and it yeah. looked a little bit more like a, a so, film um... setup. Not to me, yeah. Not to make Emma shudder, but it kind of looks wise gave me some vibes from Eternals. It kind of <laughs> the way it was shot kind of gave me very much. Maybe because it was just you know it was in London or whatever, but or, yeah. you know or Europe. But it's like just yeah, just those sort of city shots and those you know panoramic sort of things. I was like, oh, this feels very much um, like et how Eternals was shot. Mm. I'm interesting to know that you, what you're saying before about. Um, the original, you know, the source material, Stephen being like, you know, the rich sort of billionaire. Do you know if he was in in the in this way, like Stephen is unaware of what's going on? Do do we know if like the rich version of Stephen was aware he was funding Moon Knight or? I think certainly by that stage he did, and and yeah, uh, yeah again, I keep referring to people that I you know like on Twitter, but they said you know that. Their, they, their view of the first episode was like, oh, get to the get to the character that I know because the character they know, all the personalities are aware of one another. And, right. and they're very much aware of who does what and who takes over when and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. it's it's good now, like, you know, as far as an origin story goes, um, that, uh, that they are covering it, even though they have changed it the way that they've changed it. And, I mean, 
I know there's definitely a third character coming up. He's been, I think he's even been on a poster, the, at least the look. You know, we've seen the Moon Knight costume very briefly. Oh, the, this the dude in the suit. Mr. Knight, I believe, is is that personality's oh, name, right? And, you know, again, any Moon Knight purists, and there's probably not as many listening to us, let's be honest, um, <laughs> uh, you know, are laughing. But um, then there's also the one, the big question uh, as well in this episode is that we kind of get a reference to a third, you know, very subtly, a uh, third personality. Who asked his co-worker out on that date you wouldn't think you know at the start of the episode where she says hey i can't wait to see you tomorrow night and then obviously throughout the episode he goes to meet her and he finds out he's lost two days of his life we we kind of get to the understanding that obviously another personality took over uh, in hindsight but um you know surely that mark specter the mercenary on this mission he's not asking some co-worker to dinner steven doesn't remember doing it so what other personality yeah. is there that's taking control of the body and presumably still with an English accent to ask this co-worker that is kind of familiar with him out to dinner, um, you know, uh, so soon to um, when this is all happening. So uh, whether or not we're going to find that out next episode or, we're, you know, maybe we get a complete Mark Spector episode in episode yeah. two. That's kind of what I thought. Because, yeah, I, I do enjoy the idea of, us being in the shoes of Steven and not knowing, like those of us who, who aren't familiar with Moon Knight, we're, you know, we're, we're surrogates for Steven. We're figuring it out as he goes along. We're blacking out with him uh, and not, and just sort of waking up to, to see the, the aftermath of what's been happening. So I think that's a really good way to introduce this character to, you know, a bunch of neophytes that, that have never sort of experienced their character before. Yeah, it never occurred to me that there that there would be more than one one altar. I just you know because we've only been introduced to Mark and and Stephen, I just thought oh, okay, and even like I was like, is is Moon Knight going to be its own altar, or is it like oh no, it kind of feels like Mark was telling Stephen let me take over, and then when Stephen took over, Mark kind of you know became Moon Knight. So I was like okay, so maybe that's just that's sort of one character there. But and I think I messaged you about it, Mitch, very much in in one of the later seasons of. Um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they did like a rewind episode and it's like they go back and kind of show you the same episode again from another person's perspective. I would love if episode two was the exact same episode but shown from Mark's point of view. Yeah. And we, you know, um, and we saw all that kind of... I think that would be really, really... Whether they do that or not, I don't, I don't know, but but that would be really interesting to sort of see like those, those missed sections even if it's maybe not episode two maybe it's episode three or four i don't know but it'd be interesting to see those those missed um spots well as we've seen i don't know whether they would do it in this uh particular in this show to revolve purely around uh its pilot episode but these shows have done that and i mean the netflix marvel shows did that where you would get to that sort of third last episode and they go and now we're going to take you on a trip down memory lane just when things start getting interesting so um yeah, who knows? They might uh, they might go back and do that. And like Marvel TV has done that before, not the Disney Plus stuff, but you think of even the uh, the Runaways. The Runaways, you know, all about the kids and they find out their parents are these bad people. And then episode two is the exact same story, oh, but told from right. told from the uh, the perception and the perspective of the parents. And you know they're still bad guys, but you sort of see it a little bit more from uh, from their perspective. So um, yeah, we might get that. And I guess that's the fun that this show can play around with is that we got split personalities. I mean, they could shoot it differently. You know, they could edit it differently. You know, they could they could play more music rather than score and things like they could really set this show apart by letting the filmmaking 
live in that split personalities um, world that I guess would have to be very unique to uh, to Moon Knight. You know, there's not too many other superhero characters in the MCU that we know have got, you know, this particular, I mean, Deadpool, maybe we can have some fun with eventually with that sort of things, but that's just more because he, <laughs> he's a psycho, um, not that he's got split personalities. So, yeah, that could, that might be fun. I mean, we're only a day away from seeing whether that comes true or not, but... Um, yeah, yeah, I kind of. Yeah, the only the only the only TV show that I've seen that explores this in in a similar kind of way is um, the United States of Tara, um, which was quite interesting. With um, what's her name? Oh God, I've completely forgotten her name now. Your Tony favorite actress, me, Tony Collette. She did, she did a fantastic job, you know, playing a, um, Tara and then a bunch of different alters, and it was really interesting to sort of um, see it see it explored that way. So. Uh, my my question, right? If 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 Stephen is one alter and Mark is another alter, and then say there's a third one that's asked the the girl out, maybe one that changed the goldfish. I don't know. Mm. But what is the voice? Is that an alter? I only know from the end credits where it says F. Murray Abraham as the voice of Konshu who is an Egyptian god. So I think from my my little knowledge of, of Moon Knight is like the suit and stuff that he's bestowed is from Khonshu, the Egyptian god. So, uh, okay. so, so Mark and, and all his altars serve Khonshu in the same way we find out in this episode, um, Ethan Hawke's character is serving, was it Amit? Yeah. Um, who's another Egyptian god. It's so annoying. Like, Mitch and I, hardcore Stargate sweaties, they're using all these Egyptian gods never used in Stargate. So I'm like, who are these people? Hey, man. Hey, look, we, we keep living in, and praying every single week uh, that they're going to, Amazon are going to green light, you know, a new Stargate series. And if they want to go back to the Egyptian mythology side of things, well, the Moon Knight is giving them some fresh characters that will, yeah. the audience will already be open to. So, but give me a heroer, you know, give me a heroer, give me a, a an Osiris, you know, Apophis. <laughs> but, but Konshu and Amit, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not familiar with those with those cats. Well, I mean, I do. Yeah, I know, and there's uh, even the people that aren't Moon Knight sweaties but know uh, a little bit more about the show. Like, I know where Conchu is in this episode and who the voice is and all that sort of stuff, but maybe if you guys don't, and and this show has been so much fun so far, even though we're only one episode in, because we don't know anything, maybe I'll I'll leave that for you guys to um to learn yeah. the way I just, the show I just wants assumed, you to. Assumed, I just assumed it was the figure that we see a couple of times, like when Stephen takes control and he's in whatever European country, there's like up on the hill where he's, when he starts getting shot at and there's like that mummified demony kind of thing behind him. And then later on, he sees that same figure when he's on the bus on the mm. way to work and he looks oh, at the, the bird head thingy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I assumed that was, that was the voice. Like that was a, a physical manifestation. All right. Like well, my his, spoiler warnings. Eye. Need not apply because that is Conchu. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, but no, that's the guy. So I mean, that's the thing because you first see him in this episode. I think what when Mark goes to go downstairs of his apartment building and he he gets dropped off at the third floor instead of the ground. Oh, that's and right. There's the elevator scene. Yeah, the lights are flickering and you see yeah this like demonic sort of yeah like bird figured head thing that's like moving within the shadows and the flickering light. Like it's horrifying. It's it's straight out of a of a scary film. 
and then you got this very sort of calming English-speaking uh, old man voice that's you know the personification of of that you know in, uh, Egyptian deity. So it yeah you right like you watch this and you know absolutely nothing. It it would almost be impossible to draw the two conclusions there because that voice doesn't seem to fit. No, an ancient Egyptian god, yeah. Like you, you've got to be forgiven for not for not knowing that. I think I only knew that again from listening to um to other shows that you know are, are Moon Knight real heavy fans. So for I kind any, of wish that um, I didn't. For any Buffy and Angel fans out there, it actually reminds me of Angel in like season four when there's the voice of the Beast in Angel's head. It's just this very deep, dark, demonic voice just like yelling at him to do stuff. And it, um, <laughs> it very much gave me those vibes. Yeah, well, I mean, and uh, I know Dane, he couldn't join us, but yeah, he, he when he messaged through after he'd watched the first thing he said was, yeah, it was very venomish. And because you did have this sort of body horror where, um, uh, not Mark, but uh, Stephen was holding the, the orb or whatever it was that Ethan Hawke's character was looking for when he was oh, surrounded by... Scarab, that's what it was, yeah. yeah. And he kept going Which, to give it to him, but he's and his his hand, his arm is sort of flicking away, and he's like, "I don't control this. I don't know what's going on." So it was that sort of body horror comedy. A little little nugget of information, I guess. I sent it, I think, Mitch, to you and, and Lincoln. Um, Marvel have released like in the same way they've done um, mm. all the all the different um, Marvel props. They've you know recently they did um, Scarlet Witch's uh, Scarlet Witch's tiara. Um, Black Widow's cuffs and stuff like that. They've they've released the images and stuff and the pre-orders for Moon Knight, and you get like that little scarab, and then you get like the the crescent moon blade kind of knife thing that he uses or whatever. And in the description of that, they call the scarab they call it the compass. They call it a compass. Yeah, right. Interesting. So that yeah, I, I and that's the only thing I re- that's the only reason I recognised and picked up on it was because I'd seen that image of. The crescent moon and the um and the scarab and yeah and I was like oh okay that's that that's so that's a really important thing that's gonna be something that's really really important for a while I was like oh is that the thing that's gonna turn him into Moon Knight and I was like I don't know I do have one nitpick though as someone who in the two thousands owned one of those Motorola V three razors <laughs> um flipping it open will not turn it on so um if she's been ringing that phone for months while it's been in his ceiling he would have heard that thing ringing. It was not on silent. Also, he's he... definitely dead by now. <laughs> yeah, <Right>? sure. <laughs> Otherwise, so like, Mark's just an arsehole. Like, every night he takes over the body, he pulls the phone out, puts it onto charge, but doesn't answer the phone call. <laughs> I mean, the, the batteries on the V3s are pretty good. It was a pretty good battery. There's no easier way to date a film than when they pull out a mobile phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what do we all think of, uh, of I guess, the, the opening of the of the show again? It was a nice cold open, um, dialogue-free, but uh, we get to see Ethan Hawke as our soon-to-be-revealed villain character um, going through a, a pretty uh, tedious sort of ritual of, uh, of having a glass of water and then crushing the, the, gra- the glass into a, a million pieces, sticking it in his... Very fancy sandals and then walking in them. Um, what the hell walking... was that? It was very I'm... like Da Vinci Code kind of yeah. vibes. <laughs> yeah, well, like while I was like sort of still catching up, I was like, oh, is this, is this Mark and he, oh, well, Stephen, and is this one of his ways of like not getting out of bed? Like, uh, yeah. like putting glass in your shoes and then going to bed with those shoes on when he stands on them, that'll wake him up. Like that was that was my first thought, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's not it's not him. So yeah, I have no idea what that's about. Yeah, I thought it was like someone was being tortured, like 
the mm. yeah you don't see his face it's just like him preparing this you're like oh this is like somebody's about to get messed up here and then he put him on his own feet and i was like oh no you're just crazy and from what I've heard to that, that character is something of a of an amalgamation of two at least, um, and and one of the many storylines involving one of those characters uh, is something to do with exploring the boundaries of pain. So um, that might be the only part we get of that, and and now it's just all purely supernatural stuff and dealing with ancient gods and all that. But um, it's a very weird power he has in terms of like, oh, I've got a magic tattoo, and, <laughs> it, and it judges you, and if it judges you bad, then you're dead. Yeah, well, like we don't know a lot about him yet, but I think what I like about what we have seen is that this is going to be one of those great bad guys that truly thinks they are the good guy. And that makes for mm. a really, really... I mean, okay, there's there's sort of a lot of middle room where it doesn't work. I think you get... Um, here I was about to say in MCU, I was going to say Thanos, but no, Thanos truly thought he really was a good guy. Um, but I'm probably thinking uh, along the lines of um, David Tennant in Jessica Jones, right? He didn't oh, think he was a good man. guy. He knew he was a bad guy. He just didn't give a shit. And he, for me, still, he's got to be one of the most powerful villains in that universe because it's just the power of, of what, 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 uh, how, how do they word it? But he tells you what to do, you do it, right? So, like... That's a power move. He's right there in that side where I know I'm a bad guy and I'm still a genuine threat. And then you've got a lot of wiggle room in the middle where people kind of think they're the bad guy and they don't care or kind of think they're the good guy or whatever. And then you've got your Magnetos, your Thanoses, and where they know they're the good guy in their own story. And that's what makes them really work and that's what makes what they're doing, their motives and even their, their, their goals or whatever really stand out is that they truly believe they're the hero of their own story. Oh, there, I, there's a whole Magneto was right movement. Yeah. <laughs> and Thanos too. I guess that's it. Until you get a hashtag, yeah, true. blah, blah, was right, you probably haven't done your job right. And um, and that's the, not quite to that level yet, but uh, Arthur, and I don't even remember his surname, uh, Ethan Hawke's character, but he is certainly in that realm, but at least he's you know, he believes that he's working for someone else. And I guess if we're to, well, you got Khonshu running around like these deities are real, so who are we to think that, well, Moon Knight's working for someone or got the powers of a god, but Arthur's just a crazy guy who kills people with a magic tattoo, that he truly thinks that he's doing the, the work of, of this god judging people and i guess it's not even what i think separated it from other things that we've seen in that realm where it's like oh you did a bad thing when you were 17 you must die now 60 year old person who certainly redeemed themselves you had that lovely old woman come up and say i must know and she's like i've never done anything bad before and then the the scales show that she was bad and he goes look i believe you but then went on to say she was probably going to do something. Well, she was. That This thing sees the future and she was going to do something bad eventually, so she must die now. And I'm like, fuck me. Like, if you're going to take this shit worldwide, and I don't know how long you've been doing this mission. You could have been doing it for two weeks. This could have been going on for 10 years while the MCU has. This is a dangerous guy who, mm. I mean, does he merely judge and then the guy that he works for is in the shadows killing these people or just his touch, you know, does the power run through him? Like these are all questions we don't need the answers to yet, but there's a lot around him and, and this episode in general that I really intrigued me. To, and That whole apart, town that really seemed to be under his thrall. Like he was able yeah. to, with, with a couple of words, they all bowed and that was how he exposed Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, okay. And then, you know, there's the people coming out of shops to try and help subdue him. So I'm mm. like, I, I did laugh though, given that, yeah, right after that old guy comes out of the shop to try and steal the scarab, 
Stephen blacks out, and when he comes to, he's holding the scarab in his hand, and it looks like he's just like ripped out a human heart, like <laughs> Indiana Jones style. I love seeing that, given that last week it was like there was that whole Falcon and Winter Soldier thing where they'd edited out a little bit of blood and oh stuff from God. a couple of those. And the next minute, oh, here's our next show where a guy's just like hand is dripping in human blood <laughs> as he's just come to. I'm like, yeah, no, that makes total sense. Yeah, that really shit me. I know I sent it around to you guys and we all had a good laugh of it, but uh, then then their excuse the next day, Disney going, oh, the wrong file, it was, it was a... Uh, it was a system error. We uploaded the wrong, and I'm like, what, the wrong scene in a show that was already available for millions of people around the world to stream? Are you, what are you for talking about? I just, uh, What are you talking about? Yeah, we're about to get into a much more adult show of Moon Knight, but for right now, well, when old dude with the metal arm spikes someone through with a pole, nah, we're not doing that. I'm like, come on. Won't somebody please think of the children? <laughs> how, how do you accidentally yeah. edit <laughs> so the entire ridiculous. show? How much money did they burn on that, do you reckon? Only for it to last 24 hours where they're just like, literally, let's put it out and see if anybody notices. <laughs> there must be like a whole team of like of MCU fans that just go through these shows Every single week, it's like, all right, right now this week, Matt, you're on, you're on Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, uh, Emma, this week, you're on Loki. Okay, God forbid, Dane, you're on What If. Have fun with that, buddy. And anything that gets changed, you know, let's just keep updated, like minute by minute. Let's look at changes because otherwise, I don't know how well do you have to know those shows. I saw those shows. I like those shows. I've never rewatched any of them. I will someday, but I, you couldn't put me in front of it now and I go, hang on a. Second, that's not like that. Like, how how well do you have to know? And twenty four hours, all that Disney money of them re CGIing yeah. stuff or un CGIing or whatever, and it's all completely. If they're undone. gonna spend money to see to re CGI that show, just improve Falcon's like Captain America costume. That's what we oh, need. We that, need that costume at the end. Like the wings see, looked great, okay. but they just need to do more work on like his actual like costume that he was wearing, all that white leather. Oh. You gotta invest that much money in CGI. Fix the CGI. That you had there in the first place, yeah, yeah, like the yeah, fact I don't, I don't that remember... Falcon is a different person, just it's yeah. just a stuntman. I don't remember a single. I don't remember a single person going, "Oh, does every... how cool is that shot when that guy got hit with that girder and it skewed him in the shoulder?" No, nobody, nobody ever, no. nobody. Remembers you know what that I do want them to fix? All. Disney, take it over to Mandalorian, final episode of season two, and do Mark yeah. Hamill's face right for Christ's this... sake. It looks flat and gross right now. You did it better in Boba Fett. Yeah. Go back and fix it, okay? If you've yeah, got all this bloody money... Copy and that, that render. Look, oh, it's funny you guys, both of you, scoffing like that over the, especially the mask and the costume of Captain America because, I mean, that might have been what killed our show in 2021 was um, the, the group <laughs> chat that went around that finale. <laughs> I'm almost like, how long do I have to wait to come back and talk about this before it, while it's all calmed down? And it turned it, it turned out to be 10 months. So um, I'm glad we found that. <laughs> I'm glad we know that now. Well, okay, on that side of things, and, and Emma, you touched on it before, um, the following scene from the sort of cult-like small village with Ethan Hawke he then comes to he's drive or no he's driving the truck but you know um, he has several blackouts during that. That was one of the more questionable CGI displays I've seen in a long time. That entire car chase and I know you know you and I uh, you know budding filmmakers want to be filmmakers or whatever like that sort of shit just makes us itchy and again. 
we're not the ones doing it. I, I, I would not do a better job. But while we're sitting here judging and Disney's got all that mouse house money. Yeah. Ugh. It's so hard to sit back and just accept it knowing what a giant Disney is and how much money they have. And it's like yeah. it would have taken maybe an extra week, maybe a month, who knows, to just like make that tidier. But I guess because it's Marvel, they could just get away with good enough yeah at this point because they know people are going to watch it they know people are going to be invested mm. in it reg- like regardless of the cgi it's just like yeah people like us who are nitpicky and get a- <laughs> angry about stupid shit <laughs> it was rough it was very rough oh it was it was so bad and like you don't even have to be like a film person to sit there and see that and be like oh that was not good yeah the, the way those logs fell oof. yeah it was just weird for a number of different reasons like when those logs fell they fell way too quickly right like mm. there was no natural movement about them they just bang 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 bang, and it's like i get it they're heavy and they're at the mercy of gravity but this isn't a video game this isn't a cartoon you know it's not wily e. coyote with a bunch of logs falling onto him really fast that's unnatural and then you had during the car chase um, where the car would the same deal, like it it looked like it was on a. Some of them looked CGI. Other shots kind of looked like they had a screen behind yeah. the truck, and I, I don't know. Just it, the the lighting wouldn't match and stuff. So and I I get it. And we have there's a lot of that trouble where it's like the cinematography. We spoke about it on Get Into Gate the other week, Maddie. About the cinematography can let down the CGI, but well, the cinematography's done first, so the CGI has let down what was naturally shot on the day. But you know where do those conversations happen about what's going to match up? And okay. I, you know, I love my Stargate. We do get in a gate. I'm going to say that more money and in a certain respect, more, not care, but for lack of a better word, because this is six episodes and these, for all intents and purposes, are meant to be these grand blockbuster Marvel Cinematic Universe movies just split into six parts and put on the TV screens instead. Like that was kind of the, the promise that was made to us before they made any of these shows. And the first show was supposed to be Falcon and Winter Soldier. And the way that that episode opens up, that pilot, it was a full-on action scene. You've got Falcon flying through. They're in the desert. There's a heist midair. There's planes, there's helicopters, there's parachutes. Falcon with his wings, he's like going through an open cabin of a helicopter chase sequence. There's trucks, there's missiles, there's all kinds of shit going on. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm watching this on a 60-inch TV this should be on a cinema. And that's what we were told. Mm. The budget and the production values are going to be the same. It's just going to be in your home every single Friday. Awesome. Great. Uh, and I, I believe that for the most part. But then you get bits like this and it's like, oh, especially with someone like Moon Knight where no one knows this guy. And it's going to feel like this is a, you know, he's like an also ran. He's an afterthought. And, you know, I was driving home last Wednesday and I said to Sarah, my wife, and I'm like, hey, oh, well, tonight, you know, I kind of want to watch Moon Knight. She's like, what's that? And so it's the new Marvel show. She's like, okay. And I don't know whether it was as we started watching or just before. And she, I don't know whether it was the title of it or the fact that she's never heard of the character or whatever. And she said, so is like, is this a, is this an existing character or are they just making them up at this point? You know, like the, the, we've went through, we've got the big wigs, you've got your Captain America's, your Iron Man's and whatever. Are we just sort of creating new characters now? I said, no, 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 he's, he's got a history. And so we're watching this new guy. Please tell us why we should love you. And then in the middle of the first big action sequence of the entire show, let alone episode, it's real dodgy sort of CGI 
and I don't know whether we were just supposed to focus on like the slapstick nature of it and the and the body horror humor of him blacking out, waking up, and he's covered in blood. He's knocked someone out. He's driving a different van. He's waking up in his house, and it was three days ago. Like, don't worry about the the sketchy way that that truck looked. Focus on the fact that this character is going through trauma. And I'm like, is it too much to ask for both? You know, really? Yeah. Can well, I... I mean, when when they're cutting away from most of the big action sequences that we want to see for the sake of the storyline. It's like, well, though the ones that do exist need to pop. And it's like, well, really the only action sequences we got was that and right at the end with the where mummy yeah. coyote thing. <laughs> Dog man. Not at the museum. Yeah, which I I don't think that that was Ethan Hawke that sent that. I think that might be like a third party. Ethan Hawke just kind of let him go at the end. He was conflicted. Yeah. Like, he, he managed to, like, assess him and his and his scale tattoo went all wonky. And obviously, I feel like, for me, that was like, okay, so the scale was, like, trying to judge, like, every single one of his personalities. And it's mm. like, some would have been red, some would have been green, so the scales were confused. So he runs away, and then Ethan Hawke's just like, I'll let him go. And I'm like, well, then, if Ethan Hawke did that, why would then he send, like, a, a weird... Where dog mummy? Where mummy dog? Mummy where? Mummy where dog? Mummy where dog? <laughs> mummy where dog? Okay, that's the title of this episode of the podcast. <laughs> um, why would he send the mummy where dog like at night to to attack him? Yeah. So I'm like, I wonder if that's like a third party thing. But that was his voice, wasn't it? In the museum at the at the like everything had closed up or whatever, and he first hears the dog and he wanders off by himself, and then there's like the the little jingle sound of the the announcements. Is that not his voice? I'd have to go back and listen to that. So will I. I mean, I could put the audio in right now in post. Sweating for a second, I was like, surely come through. <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally missed that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, then the, the mummy wear dog must be. But that's weird to sort of like have him in your grasp and then be like, no, let him go. And then come back hours and hours later with a mummy wear dog. Interesting. Yeah. I just I like the fact that he refers to him as Stephen from the gift shop. That's that's yeah. so menacing. That's so evil. It's just like the care factor level is zero. What I do like about the way that scene started is him, you know, scanning things at the gift shop through to the machine. Like the last time we saw him was obviously him getting to work that day, being confronted by Ethan Hawke, who is a scary man to him, who performs a ritual on him that the last time he saw it happen killed somebody. Then he runs off through an open door. He doesn't know that guy's not chasing him. And then it cuts to him scanning stuff Just through. And I'm like, did yeah. you go, did you stay at work? Like, I get that Donna is a bitch, but Jesus, how scared of you are you of Donna to not run home at that point? Like, that is, he's, man, he's employee of the month. Yeah, St- stayed, stayed late when no one else is around, when he knows there's a, there's a killer trying to get him. <laughs> There's a guy He's with like, superpowers trying to oh, kill sure. you. sure. I'll wait until closing when all the lights go out. Yeah. And then I'll go searching for a dog. <laughs> I've got to get these gummy dinosaurs, you know, through the machine, right? You know, 
Donna's not going to be any angrier. It's been three times this week already, but yeah. Oh, well done. Good pickup and good memory, Emma, right? Well We're going six days on and, you know, we got no idea. So I'm really going to have to rewatch this before tomorrow night. <laughs> Double feature. Yeah. There were a few moments in, in that scene and sprinkled throughout, like it was a... It was sold as being this, like, okay, look, Disney Marvel, Disney Plus Marvel TV series, they're taking a step into the darker, okay? It's shit, okay? Say goodbye to some of the fluffy stuff you've seen before. Hawkeye, sure, it was a great Christmas fun thing with many characters that you love. This is, ooh, we're going dark. And it might get that way, but that's not what this first episode was. It's a bit of a mystery going on. This poor guy is a bumbling idiot, doesn't know what's going on. There's some dark moments, sure, in the way this episode ended dark. And so maybe episode two onwards is a completely different show, but it's not like we got that. But at the same time, I wasn't annoyed by not having that and then go to complete opposite of having several funny moments, not these sort of hey, we're really trying to be funny telling a joke. But even just like, as menacing as it is, lines like that, hey, Stephen from the gift shop, like that's a kind of darkly funny moment. And there were several other ones through. Stephen being this sort of like scared man, he would have these little quippy lines, kind of like where Peter Parker goes from Peter Parker, scared nerd, putting the mask on, he's Spider-Man, he'll, you know, take the piss out of you. Stephen had those little moments in great fear and under threat where he would throw out these little just lines here and there that were that were funny but not at the expense of the drama because you know to to you to varying degrees i've spoken about you know my um love-hate relationship with thor ragnarok and how you know we had great jokes at the expense of the of the threat and the drama whereas i didn't really feel that in this one even though it was funnier than i expected and that was a surprise to me considering how disney plus had sold it so it wasn't a um it wasn't a detriment to the episode for me so i think like overall I like I love WandaVision, right? That's probably my favorite of overall of the show so far and probably Same. even just from a character sense like getting into Doctor Strange 2, I'm really excited because I want to see where Wanda went to next. Um you know, say what you will about certain other twists and turns in the show or the first two episodes, you know, oh god, I would never rewatch them or whatever boring, you know. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I loved a lot of that. Loki, I think I loved a lot of that. The ending of that was great. Um, Hawkeye, I've had my bits and pieces, loved a lot of it, didn't like a lot of it. I think for me, though, this could be recency bias. While I love WandaVision and love so much about it, I think for me at the moment, just for an, an, an overall setting the stage, even though we get asked a lot of questions, no, giving a lot of answers, but it doesn't exist in its own universe. It is very much in the MCU, but... We don't get those other references, so it does have to exist in its own pocket at this point and establish its own rules and, you know, have the excitement, have the humour where necessary. You know, it does end on a cliffhanger, sure. Overall, I think this might be my favourite pilot episode of any of the Disney Plus series so far. Yeah, well, I think I think this is very much... It's a different animal in terms of it's the first time we're being introduced to the titular character who we don't already know. Yeah, like very much. Every other, every other show so far has been, the titular character has been someone from one of the films. So we're already invested mm. in that character going in. Like, I think if, if Wanda had never been in any Marvel movie and we got introduced to her at WandaVision, a lot of people would be put off by those first two episodes. I wasn't because it's yeah. like, I love that kind of stuff. So I was into it and I knew, you know, I was, I was invested, but it's like, if, yeah, with... Moon Knight Moon being Knight our first introduction, introduction to him. I think, I think really this was a really successful, successful um, pilot, um, episode. pilot episode. 
Mm. Where does this uh, exist in like timeline of the MCU? Well, no had we, I mean, we're recording this late, right? We're recording this a day before episode two comes out. Had we recorded any earlier, we wouldn't officially know. But this morning, our time, Tuesday morning Australia time, Disney Plus actually, I don't know if they released something or it might be actually on Disney Plus where you can, they line it up in, in chronological order. And Maddie knows I love me some chronological order. <laughs> yeah, um, they have they have it listed which, okay, doesn't seem as a big surprise. I'm building this up for nothing, but they have listed it post-Hawkeye. So while Hawkeye took place in Christmas of whatever year, um, the article that I read that through, they actually listed it as being Hawkeye Christmas of 2024. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. I feel like the snap happened in 2018, five years later, Endgame happened. And if we're to say that it happened around about the time that it was released, you're looking at sort of mid-year or so, 2023. And then the films that come after that, you're looking at Spider-Man Far From Home, which was sort of a couple of months later. Obviously, No Way Home picks up immediately after and then ends at Christmas or before Christmas. Hawkeye picks up, you know, that week leading up to Christmas. So this could take place, as far as I'm concerned, in early 2024. Um, but it's uh, as far as Disney Plus are concerned, it is um, post-Hawkeye. And that's kind of all we know. So 2025, and, uh, basically. Well, now, as far as I'm concerned, twenty twenty early twenty twenty four. Um, and I'm gonna, I, I didn't they the, say um, Hawkeye was Christmas twenty twenty four? Yeah, I think they have said that, and that's what I'm saying. Is I have to believe that. So yeah, I guess if that yeah. is Christmas twenty twenty four, but I'm just wondering how that's the case because, unless time like Hawkeye might have jumped ahead because. Endgame is set in 2023. It's five years after Infinity War, which is in yeah. 2018. And then what do we get after that we definitively know a sort of time setting? Like we know Far From Home is set post-snap. Shang-Chi, yeah, sure, maybe. When is that? Doesn't matter at this stage. It doesn't affect anything else. Uh, Eternals, who knows as well. It is post-snap, but it, who knows? Yeah. The Hawkeye the thing... The um, info we have with Shang-Chi is we know at some point Bruce Banner is looking human again yeah so that that hopefully will get something with um she hulk that'll that'll sort of tie into that yeah so i mean maybe maybe hawker if it is set in 2024 if that's what they've actually said which i i probably have read and missed or maybe i've missed altogether i've forgotten whatever but um if that's the case but in uh endgame was 2023 that's a year and a half gap between the end of endgame and hawkeye taking place that kind and of makes fact, sense, though, because like think, when you watch Hawkeye I and mean, they've got like full, you know, Broadway shows. Of, yeah, like, how much how much rehearsal time things. went into Roger the musical? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're right, and the fact that I think he says um, in the first episode, he's like, "Hey, you know, I, I've missed doing Christmas like this or or whatever," and I'm like, "Dude, you have. They've been dead for five years. Like, of course you, of course you've missed it. And if that's the case, why wouldn't your wife have come along um, to spend an entirety of Christmas in New York and go to this really weird play that was made around people that aren't around anymore? So it does track. It's just it's just a surprise to me that unless otherwise designated, up until well, kind of now, I guess, or prior to Hawkeye, the shows have always seemingly been set shows and movies uh been set when they've been released other except designated otherwise right so one division i think you kind of get the idea it, it's taken place what six weeks after 
uh, Endgame, right? They, I think they kind of said that. Like, you know, even Monica coming back, she rematerializes in the hospital, and then within six weeks, you know, they're investigating what's going on at um, at Westview or whatever it's called. And Falcon Winter Soldier is about six months or so, I think, um, after Endgame. I think they clearly say that at some point. And then you've got uh, Far From Home, which is kind of the same sort of period. I, f- I forget where, but they do state that somewhere at some point. And then yeah. obviously, yeah, Far Someone... From Home. Oh, sorry, No Way Home. It No Way Home and Far From Home are, are one big giant film because it picks up immediately where the, yeah. where the former left and then off. Someone, yeah. I, I did see someone pointed out that, like, I've only seen um, No Way Home once, um, so it's not all locked in, but someone pointed out at one point Tom Holland does swing past the Christmas tree from mm. the, the end of, of Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, and, like, well, it's still up. So you know that that particular sort of that big battle of um, the Statue of Liberty mm. actually takes place before the finale of Hawkeye. That's what I couldn't understand. We mentioned it in our Hawkeye chat. So many people, between seeing Spider-Man No Way Home and the Hawkeye finale, were like, well, obviously Spider-Man's showing up because he was there at the time. He's in New York. Like, I bet when he swings by, before it cuts to black for the film, that's when he comes down to help Hawkeye. And I'm like, why would they let a super-powered guy come down and help out two people with bows and arrows? Like, he would end that fight before it began, right? It's kind of like Mm. what we said, too, that WandaVision, at the end of WandaVision, everyone online's like, well, obviously Doctor Strange is going to come and help save her. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to bring a white man in to come and solve the mental (laughs) problems of a a woman. Uh, Not today, mate. Not in 2022 or 2021. That is not going to happen. And it would have been just, in general, a detriment to her story. It was all about her. So I guess it all tracks. I think for me, and this was, Emma was asking for literally a three-word answer i apologize <laughs> this has been a 20 minute tirade from captain chronology it's just yeah for me all except for hawkeye pretty much all that stuff that's set post snap happens uh, well okay again shang chi eternals that could be 2024 but you get the spider-man stuff wandavision falcon and winter soldier uh, loki's a bit funny depending on how you look at it so we'll leave that aside that stuff happens in the remainder of 2023 it just surprises me that while these shows are now set in our future, we're here in 2020, okay, 2021, when Hawkeye came out, why does that have to take place in 2024? Like, wouldn't you want us to catch up, even just for what we talked about before, um, uh, about the, you know, technology, right? You don't want to use an out-of-date phone, so you don't want to have in 2024 them using 2021 technology. By the time we catch up to then, you know, we're flying yeah. around and, and, and hoverboards and when, shit. When did Endgame come out? Uh, Endgame came out in 19, 2019, but was set in 23. Yeah, but yeah, so you, like, but it's been, say, two and a half, three years since that came out. So you mm. don't really want Moon Knight to take place to, like, time is passing in the movies the same time it is for us. You don't really want yeah. Moon Knight to be two and a half, three years in the future because we still have to catch up to them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's so... interesting. Yeah, the only definitive answer, and I apologise, Emma, for taking control of that, is that it's said post-Hawkeye. And if Hawkeye, and, and yeah, this article put, points out shit that Maddie brought up that I clearly haven't seen, that uh, Hawkeye was Christmas 2024, so this is, I guess, early 2025, oh, but no, either I th- way. I thought that's what you said. It's, I was just repeating what you oh, said. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah. we're definitely all lost in each other. Yeah. But uh, at, this, at the very I just, least, I just it feel is... like Stephen probably wouldn't leave the house if he'd seen... The god celestial from um, 
Eternals, Eternals like, yeah. <laughs> appear in the sky. Yeah. I feel like Steven would be staying inside forever. Yeah. I, that's, I, I that was going to say, and, until so. we find out that Eternals or Shang-Chi takes place in 2027, Hawkeye is the most... Is the furthest thing along in the timeline, right? Yeah. It's in it's in say January twenty twenty five or April twenty twenty five, but everything Apparently else. Apparently, there is in the some past. little bit of people are a little bit iffy about Shang Chi because he references a couple of things. Like he's like, oh, when he was ten years old, people were calling him Gangnam, so that kind of does, uh, yeah, date, does him date in it. terms of where yeah. he can be and all that kind of stuff. And and the math there apparently doesn't quite work out in certain scenarios. Well, I believe um, that's part two of your rule, isn't it, Emma? Is one, don't use phones, and two, don't use Korean pop songs as reference yeah, points? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, um, I've got them written on my walls. At the <laughs> always, instead, always remember. Instead of, yeah, instead of those framed tapestries that, like, live, laugh, love, yeah, no. um, Emma's, Emma's got her rule. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to reveal a rule each and every week right here <laughs> on your left. <laughs> In cross-stitch. That's it. I'm a sucker. I'm a completionist and I'm a Marvel fan and I liked episode one. So I'm definitely uh, back on board for uh, episode two, obviously. Uh, Even with this show, but I was going to say, regardless of this show and the fact that we're talking about it, Episode one does enough for you guys that you're like, bang, yeah, I'm I'm watching episode two. Like I'm, I'm invested. I'm interested. I need to see what happens next. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, like I said, it's just like refreshing to see something different of you know, getting that like Marvel burnout of like the same thing just repeated over and over again. Whereas like, this is, it feels different and yeah, I'm keen to see where they actually take it. Yeah. yeah. And as someone who doesn't know anything about Moon Knight, it's like, okay, well it's like, I didn't know what was going to happen in WandaVision, but I know Wanda and Vision. So it's yeah. like, I know character wise, what feels right, what feels wrong for them, yeah. what feels in character. Whereas this I've got no idea, so I'm just I'm really along for the ride on this one, and I'm just like, okay, all right, nothing seems too out, of, except for that Motorola, nothing seems too out of whack <laughs> yet. Um, so yeah, I'm keen to see. Yeah, like I want to, I want to, I want in the same way Stephen wants to learn what's going on. I want to learn too. I want to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, and not that the separating these TV shows into different phases like the other movies or anything, but in some kind of unofficial way, this is almost like a phase two of the Disney Plus Marvel series where, like we've been saying, all of last year's shows, from WandaVision through to Hawkeye, all about characters that have been established in the films. This year, completely different. Moon Knight, new character. The next show we get, Ms. Marvel, new character. The show that we get Which after that, She-Hulk. supposed to be She-Hulk. late last year. Yeah, initially it was. Yeah, and then they had to to shuffle some uh, some things around. And actually, on on the reshuffle, there's. I mean, we're going to have to follow it up in another uh, a future episode once we've seen stuff. But apparently, the fact that Morbius was supposed to come out before Spider Man No Way Home has really made that film fun in retrospect. Oh. And the way that they uh, had to reshuffle some stuff and reshoot some stuff to try and make it work. And also with um, Doctor Strange 2 as well, that was supposed to come out before Spider-Man No Way Home. And I've read some interesting theories about who might be biting the bullet in uh, in, oh, in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, based the- on... All the trailers make it look like it's it's a causality of what happened. Oh, I know it in is, no and I, but they had to go in for some extensive reshoots on that film. Wow. And I think for for the most part, the multiversal stuff probably still works regardless. But I think they have to frame it around the fact that 
It's yeah. not that, yeah, him going, Spider-Man going to him to ask him again, well, I can get away with this because it's a small thing. It's uh, it's now have to become, oh, you're in trouble because of what happened in Spider-Man. And that wasn't always the plan, yeah. but because they had some uh, release date shuffles around because yeah, COVID wonder, kept screwing things up. I wonder if it initially up. tied into like the end of Loki or something like that. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah, yeah I, I'd hope, say hope, it would. Hopefully, Multiverse of Madness does better than Morbius. I'm, I'm hearing stuff about, you know, it's basically the new Suicide Squad. They're like, Jar- Jared Leto's fucked it again. So, we'll see. Who that's, knows? And then, like, I haven't seen it, but I'm already getting defensive because it's like, I think people, it's like you go through it and you don't like it. And then you go, oh, well, it's Jared Leto, so obviously it was going to be shit. And he's shit because the movie was shit. And it's like, come on, man. Like, this, as they would say in Tropic Thunder, this is an Oscar-winning person. Like, if, if he wrote the script, sure. I don't know if he's a producer in this film, probably, but it's like, you know, I think the the hatred that this film has been getting uh, is somewhat being skewed through the filter of, oh, by the way, Jared Leto was also the lead actor. Um, it could Jared be Leto, and Jared Leto, who also said, if it weren't for movies, theatres wouldn't exist. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like any shit we give Jared Leto is completely valid. <laughs> yeah okay look that's that's unforgivable that statement and i hope that there's a bigger longer quote that it comes from and that again a hater has just pulled out that bit but oh that's a yeah i don't know how you say that and 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 don't mean it uh with something else but anyway um i will be going to see morbius i'm very excited to see it even more so because of the negative reaction around it in its first week of release so uh we will cover that i mean i'm I'm, I can always use an app, so I'll come with you. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. I, You know, sometimes I have to structure where I sit in a cinema, whether it's next to Maddie or away from Maddie, depending on how <laughs> I think I might enjoy this film or not. And I'm like, I don't need to be, mm. I don't need to be skewed by Maddie. And yeah, I, I, noticed, sleeping. I noticed we didn't sit next to each other during the Batman, which you'd already seen. No, and seen, I'd already seen so... the Batman too, but yeah. I'm like, I, and then I I'm like, you know what? your now, apprehension. I was. I was so nervous. I almost didn't enjoy that. Even I loved it. When I, I first watched that movie, I loved it. I went through the second time and I almost didn't like it because I was so worried about everyone around me not liking it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is walking. This is like walking into a, an, into a, a, into a gas leak carrying a, a flame as, as, as the only source of light going, this could be the end of me. This could be the end of me. I know this is dangerous, but I took people in that were apprehensive about that movie anyway maybe i don't know maybe you weren't and i carried that in it's like when I'm you and i saw now. wonder four woman weeks ago you were you and i saw wonder woman 84 like weeks ahead of release yep. date and we were like that was fun that was really good bit weird with the way they took over that that guy's body though we we're like yeah otherwise it was really really good wow did we feel dumb when that movie came out and everyone's see, just like but, oh my god it was terrible it was terrible. see and we were like, i forget that we oh. even said that and then i'm reading reviews on that movie and i'm like Oh, I didn't even think about that, but mainly because maybe it's Gal Gadot and I'm not concerned about, you know, the idea of consent when that woman, you know, puts a foot down. I don't, call me crazy, right? Okay, I'm a... She's an attractive woman. Um, yeah. Sure. Everybody's we also really like, enjoy that movie. Everyone's and acting everyone... like that man wouldn't have given consent had she asked him. <laughs> of course <he> <laughs> Where's the internet asking that man? Let's not assume yeah. his consent, okay, guys? We know yeah. how dangerous assuming is in 2022 or 2020 if, when if this movie the was released. can track down the hairstylist from G.I. Jane to ask them what they felt about the Oscars, we can track Did down that really? man. Wow. Oh, my God. Was that a thing? Thought. Is that yeah. a thing? Did that happen? People people found the hairstylist from oh G.I. Jane and asked them God. what they thought of the Oscars. 
I mean, the fact that she was bald in the film, how was there a hairstylist on G.I. Joe, for one thing? I <laughs> exactly, mean, exactly. The fact that they found the hairstyles of G.I. Joe is a joke in itself, right? Yeah. Like, she had a shaved head. Like, I could have done that. I'm in craft services. Hey, come over here and shave Demi's head. Sure, <laughs> done. Well, can I get a credit as hairstylist? Absolutely you can. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, we've... We've covered a lot of Moon Knight. We've covered a lot of lot of lot of other stuff, but a lot uh, of rants. Yeah. Wow. I know. And I didn't make I didn't make one Sailor Moon joke. I did not make one Sailor Moon joke. I'm so proud of myself. What did you What, what did you name our group uh, our video chat tonight that we're doing this podcast on, Maddie? Moon Prism Power. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was just for me. That was for me and only me. I love it. <laughs> uh, hey. Don't get me wrong. I love it. All right. We're going to be back uh, next week to talk about episode two of Moon Knight. I don't even have a title to refer to it as. I don't, I don't know that they've released that yet. Maybe they have, and I've just not done the homework. That's probably more accurate. Either way, we're going to be back for uh, episode yeah, they, they two. They made a lot out of that goldfish, didn't they? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I knew it was called the goldfish problem going in, and all of a sudden I'm like, what have you got, you finless bastard? What have you? What secrets are you hiding? And then in the end it was like, oh, that just kind of explains that he was, you know, unconscious for two days or something. So, um, yay, mystery. There's a third version of him, right? Ooh, yes, sir, I think so. And whoever it was, they stood up the, the date, you son of a bitch, you know. Like, I mean, she got very angry. Like... <laughs> It's been Conchu the whole time. Little Nemo. Gus. It was Gus, wasn't it? Gus, that was a fun. Yeah. 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 And also, actually, one thing before we go, um, just on that, because it took me back to what else was going on in that scene where we first got introduced to Gus. Him talking to his mum and the idea he's like, oh, sorry, I missed you again. Um, yeah. Does his mum, like, does is she avoiding him? Is she dead and he just calls her and, like, leaves voicemail messages, kind of like what uh, old mate from Civil War did to listen to the voicemails of his wife? Or, like, that that is, is that nothing? Or am I, is that... Does... No, that, that, that was weird. That was, like, why is he always leaving voicemails for his mummies? Like, she's either dead or avoiding his calls. Hmm. And are we to think that maybe she's avoiding his calls because everyone else seems to, like, he's that guy that no one talks to. And is it as simple as that, that, like, hey, the, the you know, people hate him in the bus. His boss hates him. The chick that dates him is surprised she's going on a date with him. His mum doesn't need, he's not even a face a mother can love type thing. Or is there something more sinister? I don't know. Here's my question, right? Is he the original personality? Hmm. I mean, now we're getting into metaphysics. If he you know? isn't, is he just calling some random woman thinking that that's his mum? Oh, shit. I think you've just answered the question right there. <laughs> I think that's it. There is no mum. There is no mum. He's Because yeah, he's not the original personality. Yeah. There's a, there's another shit. phone in the wall hidden somewhere, and that's the one that he's leaving <laughs> voices on. Mark's just got him a burner phone. Go, this poor bastard thinks he's got a mother. Just give him a phone. He's got to call some old. Why don't he it's pay another, some it's actor? It's another tie into Ethan Hawke. It's actually predestination. He's his own mum, and he's really <laughs> oh, oh shit! Don't mind blow me again. Bam, 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 that bam, bam, bam. Holy shit! Emma, have you ever seen Predestination? No, I haven't. Get oh, around God, it. You, you know, I, I got the. I don't even know where you'd find it streaming. Don't even waste your yeah. time. I've got the Blu-ray. I will drop it over. Watch it cold. Everyone listening. Predestination. Yeah. Predestination. Yeah. Ethan Hall and Sarah Snook. The excellent Sarah Snook, Australian actress. Oh, Currently okay. well, in um, yeah, Succession. The uh, the daughter in Succession. Right, right, right. Uh, all right. Episode two, On Your Left. A reference to, of course, the greatest Avenger there ever was and ever will be, Captain America. On Your Left. 
Marvel Talk on Get Into Geek, episode two, coming up next week. We're going to be talking about everything that happens between now and then, including episode two of Moon Knight. Uh, otherwise, I'm uh, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Come and let's talk about chronology, of all things. I don't know, I was just picking up something random from this episode to talk to me about. Maddie, where are you at? At High Pitch Maddie, tell me who your favourite Sailor Scout is. Sailor Jupiter, <laughs> represent. <laughs> And what random thing do you want to hear from our listeners? Emma, and where can they tell it to you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we can follow up Sailor Moon. <laughs> Get into geek.